0: as you are fostering
1: diversity inclusivity share your culture diversity and empathy spread positivity
2: inspiring stories discovering cultures positive energy
0: empathy and inclusivity cultural
1: awareness spread kindness
2: you are listening to Tell Your Own Story Radio Hello everyone, my name is Youssef Al-Hassan I am a member of the Tell Your Own Story group This initiative brings together staff members and postgraduate students from the University of Limerick whose aim is to combat stigma and stereotypes in the Irish media by giving a voice to diverse groups and individuals In today's show, we will hear from Gillian Keenan, an athlete who plays soccer for Athlon FC. She will tell us how she balances studying and playing soccer professionally. We will also find out about live at the University of Limerick for international students, Jim Corsay from the U.S. and Hanyu Xu from China. But before we that, let's listen to Andrea Latouche from Limerick, former president of the Postgraduate Union at the University of Limerick. She was interviewed by Stephanie O'Riordan and spoke about her experience. She will also discuss her new position as UL student community engagement liaison officer.
1: Hi, my name is Stephanie O'Riordan from the Tell Your Own Story series. We're here today with Andrea Latouche former
3: president of the postgraduate student union in UL. Um, Andrea, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself maybe and what brought you to UL in the first place? Okay, well, I suppose my background would be in social care and community work. And in 2018, I decided to have a career change, but I wasn't quite sure about what I wanted to do. And a friend of mine had done the MATSol here and he had suggested that it might be something that I'd like to do because I had considered traveling because my children are reared and I was kind of freed up. So I embarked on the MATSol. absolutely loved UL well from the moment I came in here. I've been to to LIT in 2004 and 2008 where I did my degree and then in 2010, I did a master's in UCC in community and voluntary sector management. So there's quite a kind of um social science background there. And I suppose when I came into the M.A. TESOL, I found a lot of what I had already learned apart from language systems was very relevant to my own existing knowledge. And I became a class rep and I, I loved the um, actual diversity of the group of people that I met which I hadn't even though I'm in Nimerick all my life and I know we're a multicultural society I didn't have any friends from different cultural backgrounds so I met Chinese people I met Italian people and I just loved them I loved learning about their culture they were I suppose demystified for me because I held particular ideas about people with We're all kind of the same, just maybe with different cultural practices. And I just loved it. And then I became the student rep. And then of course COVID hit, so everything went online. So my plans had been to to travel and maybe see a bit of the world. I'd married my family, as I said earlier. And obviously when COVID came along, that changed my plans. And I had been involved with the Postgraduate Student Union in some events. And I was approached to say that you know they were looking to elect a president and i thought well why not and i ran for the election and i was um elected as president and it was just absolutely an amazing experience i suppose a bit of a challenge because you know we moved from face to face to online so i had to adapt to all of the new ways of using technology and I just loved every moment. I think what I liked the most about it was, um, it was probably the first time where I had complete freedom to kind of create or engage with students and just come up with different ideas about doing things and listen to what students want. And I suppose probably the most defining part of my experience was when the Algerians arrived on the 19th of January, 2021, because, i was here everybody came to thomond village and i was here when the buses arrived and the buses just kept coming and i didn't know too much about the culture i actually didn't realize that you were kind of white people i thought i heard africa i thought you know it was people of different colors so that was a surprise to me um i very quickly started to learn you know about halal i thought halal was a spice it was meat you know um And that was really new to me, so I suppose I really got an amazing opportunity to learn about culture. It was a very difficult time for anybody coming into the college because we were on the strictest lockdown at the time of um, the Algerians' arrival. So I just became involved, I suppose, prior to um, this cohort coming. I had had a degree of engagement online and we were planning myself and the course director and Dr. Angelo Fire, and it just went from there and we set up LEAF, Limerick Irish Algerian Friendship Group, so I'm the co-chair of that. Um, Gisela Hoffler is the chair and you know we have a number of the cohort involved in the committee and we've had activities. I suppose one of the things that I learned about bringing such a large cohort in is don't make assumptions because everybody was put into the same area, home and village. I think people, when they're coming to a new country, they might want to be more dispersed given that it was COVID. It was challenging times, but I suppose if I was to say, what was the learning out of it? I would maybe disperse pe- the students around different um, accommodations within the college. And I suppose, The challenge was then in terms of kind of the interaction and the social interaction because nobody had that. So we just worked with what we had and I suppose it was just a really exciting time for me. And I suppose if I'm to say what did you all give to me, it just gave me a different perspective on life, a globalised perspective of the world and made me want to learn more not just about the Algerian culture, but about the variety of different cultures that we have, including our local students and national students.
1: That's great. I think you've answered a lot of questions I was going to ask you, which is great. Um, What would you say uh, people could
3: do in Limerick to make international students feel at home? I suppose the feedback that I have from different international students is actually that people are very welcoming and very considerate. And even things like say the Chinese people were quite struck about how people would strike up a conversation on a bus because that wouldn't happen in China. People are just kind of they get on or even saying thank you to the bus driver. That's not something that really happens in China. What could people, I suppose, be more open? And I'm speaking from my own experience. I don't think I was a closed person, but I didn't get the opportunities in hindsight that I would have liked to have met with diverse cultures. So I think in Limerick, and I think the college has probably a bit of responsibility in that because we have so many international people in the college, whether it's staff or students, that maybe Limerick could do more to be more multicultural and not just kind of African day or Polish day, maybe kind of embedded into the fabric of what we do throughout our daily lives. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And um, Andrea, I think your time in UL is continuing on. Can you tell us more about your new position? Yes, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled um, that I'm a new role Its pilot project has been established in UL. It's the Student Engagement and Community Liaison Officer. So this has been kind of, I suppose, asked for from the local residents in the surrounding areas because there has been issues around student behaviour within communities outside of the campus. And I suppose my role is to I suppose, engage with students and work with the residents' associations and liaise with them. You know, we've established, well, UL has established new policies around behaviour management and I suppose expectations around, you know, behaviour when you're in other people's communities. So I suppose my role would be to ensure that that's implemented and to work very closely with the residents and, you know, the community liaison um, group as well. So I'm very excited about it, really excited and delighted to be back on campus and amongst the students.
1: It's wonderful news. Thank you very much, Andrea. So this was short but sweet. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much
3: for having me.
4: Closer than before, and you wonder why. You know in your mind it doesn't know but to hide, and the only way is living to survive. Makes you feel alive. Mm. Then all the doors swing open, your life it before your
5: very eyes. Bye.
2: From the Irish band Stockton's Wing, this was a Beautiful Affair, a powerful song written by Limerick artist Mike Hanrahan. Thanks again to Andri- Andrea Latouche for sharing her insights with us about her experience as president of the UL Postgraduate Students Association. Up next, we have two master's students who are reflecting on their life in UL, and they were interviewed by our show's producer Asma Ghitri.
0: Hi everyone, I am Esmeritri from Tell Your Own Story group from the University of Limerick. We have here with us James Corsay from the United States and Hanyu too from China. So they are both international students at the University of Limerick and today they will tell us more about their live experience here in Ireland. So welcome to our show, Jim and Hanyu. So to start off, uh, could you please tell us uh, a bit of yourself and background?
6: Um, I am Han Yu and in China, I was teaching children for English and African here and also studying the uh, TESOL major I want to study more to learn the methods to teach those kids. Yeah
0: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, Jim.
7: Uh, Hi, uh, I'm Jim. Thanks for having us here Uh, I'm from the US, but I spent the last seven years teaching English in South Korea and came to Ireland directly from there so it's been Kind of a big transition
0: interesting so when did you arrive in ireland and how uh, how would you describe your experience so far
7: um i arrived here august 22nd of last year so uh less than a year ago um so far the experience has been really good uh i'm really happy to be back in like an educational context so just being at the university and around so many other students and studying again is like kind of slipping back into a cool comfort zone for me so i liked it a lot actually
6: yeah, yeah i came here same uh in august last year but uh, when i came here the first thing i felt is freedom <laughs> <laughs> i want to say freedom because if i got actually i got a coronavirus in uh, here but if I got a coronavirus in China I was definitely sent to hospital maybe stay there for one month but I came here just quarantine in my own room (laughs) and I felt actually uh, super good and also during the past month I had a lot of party with my friends Mm, that's a different culture from my own uh, hometown Uh, we don't have that kind of party often if we hang out we'll probably just Play our own cell phone, talk a lot, but here uh, I seldom say them like taking out cell phone when we have the party, and we played a lot of games. I really like that, especially and and again a game called Dungeons and Dragons, pretty That's good. It's <laughs> interesting to hear
0: that you have the you have learned a lot from Irish and you are integrating into the Irish society. So now, in your opinions, Jim and Hanu, how can universities help international students feel at home?
7: Wow, uh, that's a really hard question, I think, because everyone's homes are so different. So making everyone feel at home, as in making them feel like they're at their home, I think is kind of impossible. But I think it's kind of not really that hard for them because the Irish culture is like so naturally warm and welcoming anyway that I think they're already doing, like, a pretty good job. And the university is so diverse that it's kind of a sense of so many international students kind of all in the same situation together of, like, navigating the new culture. But they make it really easy for us, I think, in a lot of ways. So, I don't know. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that, like, I wish they were doing that they're not. Yeah.
0: So, what do you suggest, Mm Hanyu?
6: I think the actually the feeling is near the same as gyms. Uh, but one thing I felt uh, very good is when Chinese New Year is coming, uh, the university send us a lot of emails to celebrate Chinese New Year and also maybe cooperate with another Chinese restaurant, give us free meal. That's so great. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah.
7: Oh, that does remind me. Yeah, they did that for us for like American Thanksgiving. They had this. Nice meal at Pavilion, um, unfortunately, because of COVID, they had to do it as like a takeaway meal. But it was still really nice that they like thought of that and gave it to us. Yeah, they should give you guys food too.
0: Mm-hmm. We, we had it in another restaurant, fancy restaurant. <laughs> wow, that's bring me to our next question. So could you tell us a story, an act of kindness that you have experienced since you arrived in Ireland?
7: Um, I have one when I went on like a day trip to Galway and uh we were trying to find a parking space and we're driving around this parking lot looking for one and it was pretty crowded but I guess there had been like a marathon or something that morning so a lot of people who were parked there had been doing it and a woman had just come back to her car and she clearly saw that we were like looking for a parking space and she like shouted to us and was like waving her parking ticket and she said, not only can you have my space because I'm leaving, you can also take my parking ticket that's paid for the whole day because I'm leaving. So that was so nice. And we we thought like, wow, is this just like an exceptionally kind person? But then when we were leaving, we saw like three other instances of the same thing. And we're like, I guess that's just how it is here. You know, people just automatically do this kind of kind thing for each other.
6: The same I had I had that trip with Jim together that time, the Irish people are so kind. And the other experience I had is when I wanted to print something in this library. The first time I came inside, I didn't know I need to uh, have some money in my student card. I tried every way, but I, I didn't know. So I stood there, but there's so a the lady came and says, "Oh, do you need help?" I said, "Yeah, I don't know how to use it." And she leads me to how to use a computer to put some money in and then use use that machine to print. Thanks a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's so nice. I agree that um, Irish people are very friendly. So what do you know about the Irish traditions and celebrations?
7: Um, actually, I'm curious about that because St. Patrick's Day is like a huge thing in the U.S. where everybody wears green and gets drunk. So I wasn't sure like how big of a deal that is in Ireland itself. I know it's a holiday here, but I don't know how it's really celebrated. So I'm really looking forward to that in a few weeks to see what it's like.
6: Yeah, the same. I'm also looking forward to that. And I also heard a bank holiday on Monday. I have no idea what that is, but I know this is a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: are you planning to do something with your friends to celebrate the the St. Patrick Day? Any plans? mm My weird plan. I talked with the gym, with Jim the other
6: day. I said, oh, I plan to go travel to UK. I said, what? This is an island holiday and you travel to UK. I said, oh, why not? This is a holiday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, finally, what advice would you give to new international students coming to Ireland?
7: Bring a good rain jacket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the advice for Chinese
6: students who come here is? Put yourself in the society. Don't isolate yourself at home. Yeah, talk with other people. Don't be afraid of talking with foreigners, so-called foreigners.
0: That means not Chinese. Yeah, be strong enough. (laughs)
8: Yeah.
0: That was interesting. So James and Han, you thank you very much for coming in today to talk.
2: Yes indeed, life is good for Jim and Hanu, studying thesis at the University of Limerick. Now, for our next interview, we are going to talk about sport. Have you guessed yet? Yes, we are going to talk about soccer. This is Waving Flag, sang by Keenan, theme song of the World Cup in Brazil in 2014. We have Gillian Keenan, a professional soccer player and student who has kindly taken time out of her busy schedule to tell our colleague, Najla Jaballa, about her experience as an athlete and student.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, we welcome a special guest, one of the Irish soccer players, Gillian Keenan, who will tell us about her experience in sports. Hello, Gillian. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? And tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so hi
9: everyone, I'm Gillian Keenan, I'm living in County Leitrim, Ireland here and soccer has been a huge part of my life um, ever since I was young growing up, uh, always playing soccer because I have a twin brother who I would have always been out in the back garden playing with him, so would have joined the lo- my local team, then just progressed then throughout the, the age groups and when I was 16 got a great opportunity to go for Ireland trials and it kind of took off from there, so now just I'm still continuing playing in the it's called the Women's National League, which would be the the league here in Ireland. So, yeah, just keep pushing away at the moment is what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> Can you tell us how your passion for sports started? Yeah,
9: so yeah, as I mentioned, it was, I'm come from a I come from a very sporty background. So my whole family is, in, is involved in athletics. So I was growing up running first as my as a, my primary sport, and then I have two cousins who love soccer, and they kind of got me involved in soccer then. So every time we would have met each other, we'd been out in the back garden, soccer matches against each other. And that's where my love kind of grew from from them, really.
1: Am I right that you got sports scholarship to study at University of Limerick? Can you tell us more about this opportunity? Yeah,
9: so I've been very fortunate to have gotten the opportunity to get a sports scholarship here in the University of Limerick. Um, you kind of have to go through a process where... I do interviews and everything to get to get on the sports scholarship scheme, and I've been very fortunate to have done so. So, yeah, they're extremely helpful. They help you academic-wise, not only sport-wise. Have training in the highest facilities, um, high-performance gyms, everything. Um, so, the sports scholarship has really helped me improve my um, ability to grow as a player. So, I'm I've been very fortunate.
1: So, how do you usually prepare for a game? physically and mentally preparations and how do you deal with pressure
9: yeah so i feel like pressure comes with, with every game because you always want to try and perform to the best of your ability and you don't want to let your teammates down but it's kind of being able to to, to keep that to yourself and kind of to, to deal with it and not get too nervous and not get too hyped about the occasion um because at the end of the day it's a match and you're just going out to enjoy it and that's the, the most you can kind of do um on like game days, it's kind of just prepare food well, eat well, get enough sleep the night before, hydrate, plenty of water, um, and just not get too worked up about it. Yeah, As I said, it's just it's a game at the end of the day.
1: Very useful tips. So what's your position that you play in in the team? And what, in your opinion, makes an excellent soccer player?
9: Yeah, so I play on the wing, primarily the left wing. Um, trying to get forward as much as I can and score as much goals as, as much as I can and help my team that way um so I think a lot of aspects come into making a, a good player um self-belief is probably a an important one in my opinion to believe that you are like th- the best that you can be and to keep being the best you can be um also you you need the skill you need the, the the stamina you need all the other aspects that go into being to being an athlete in general um but the belief and the dedication and commitment is a big one.
1: So you have played tournaments at the international level. How does it feel to represent Ireland abroad?
9: Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest achievements in my life uh, to date. It's a surreal experience. Like, uh, I remember going off to one of my first tournaments and just when they played that national anthem, you get goosebumps, you get that feeling and you're like, this this can't be real, like, (laughs) so... Uh, yeah, probably one of the greatest experiences I've been so fortunate to, as I said, to to have gotten the opportunity. So yeah, definitely one of my highlights of my career so
1: far. Can you remember an act of kindness which you experienced yourself on the pitch or elsewhere? So I think a lot of it is getting
9: uh, criticism from coaches or players on the pitch. To t- like you might think criticism, oh, that's not you. You don't want to get criticism on the pitch, but it kind of helps you learn. From your mistakes and how to be a better player and um, you're not going to learn if someone doesn't tell you or you should do this better or not and it's just to take it on the chin and that's help you be a better player in in my opinion.
1: Finally as the young soccer player what would you say to the young generation your fellow students for example to encourage them to engage in sport activities whether it be it soccer GAA or any other sports? um
9: to to not give up I think just to keep going no matter how hard uh how hard it gets how you might think oh is it really worth it at the end of the day but good things come to those who wait is what I always say so yeah I think it's just to to keep going once you're enjoying it and having fun as well is that's the main thing with all sports I think once you once you enjoy doing it then you're away with it then so that that would be to be, be my uh
1: be my help for them Thank you, Gillian. We were delighted to speak with you today, and we cannot wait to see you in action on the pitch.
5: Song. Let's rejoice in the beautiful game. And together. Voice in the beautiful game, and together at the end of the day, we all say. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a wave. And when I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a.
2: Thanks again to Julia Keenan for sharing her experience with us about being an athlete and a student. From sports to the cinema, now we move on to a new segment of the Tell Your Own Story show, and it is Your Culture in Film. This segment was prepared with the help of our colleagues Marta Gerald and Anita Barmittler. In Your Culture in Film, we are going to discuss the film Brooklyn with the lovely Sirsha Ronan, who plays Aidish. Step over this way, please.
10: Get out of the line. Next. Passport, please.
1: Welcome to the United States, ma'am. Dear Rose, I miss you and Mother and think about you every day. The most important news is that I have a job and I'm in a boarding house.
6: I was glad to see you finally got some letters from home today.
2: <laughs> the film Brooklyn, which was released in 2015 shows the story of an Irish immigrant in 1950s in Brooklyn. Eilish, the protagonist, struggles to find her place in the new American society and is homesick. She settles after all and finds love. But when when her sister Rose dies, she decides to go back to Ireland. But back home, other problems arise. She's not the person she was when she left. The film Brooklyn shows a reality for many Irish people who left Ireland and came back. We wanted to capture what the experiences were for Irish people nowadays and we asked three different people how it was to be abroad and how it felt to come back. Andrew, Nikki, and Ali were kind enough to answer our questions. Andrew lived in Switzerland for a a year. Nikki was working in London for five years and Ali spent more than half of her life abroad in different countries. Language barrier,
11: different culture, personality between different countries.
2: He unfortunately wasn't able to solve it. One of the problems is that everybody speaks English
11: and if you struggle with a language, everyone speaks English to you.
2: Language is an important tool to integrate into a new society. We were wondering if Ali and Nikki had any other tips on how to integrate into a new society. This is what Nikki told us.
8: Um so work helps an awful lot. So through work, just socializing through work and meeting friends through work, but additionally to that it was hobbies. Hobbies and um I joined a lot of work related groups which were to bring me on more professionally, but they were always outside of work, there were nothing to do with my job, so they were in a different group of people, so I ended up making friends with other people, and then through exercise and hobbies.
2: Ali, on the other hand, was very specific with her tips.
11: I still think music, and you know, I think since the beginning of time, breaking bread with one another, so food. And that can be hard as well if you're limited funds. A lot of people coming into a new country, they're coming here, the expenses of setting up. They may be in direct provision, they may be, you know, escaping from something. So some things, you know, people say, oh, music, get involved in food. and That can be expensive. For me, music or art.
2: In the film Brooklyn, Eilish struggled with the Irish society when she came back home to Ireland. How was that for our interviewees? Unlike Ailish, Andrew didn't find it difficult to settle back home.
11: It's very easy. I suppose it's a place I knew all my life and it hadn't really changed that much, so yeah, it was just like coming home to somewhere I knew well.
2: Nikki, who was abroad for much longer, didn't feel she was going back to the place she used to call home.
8: The small things. Uh when I returned home my accent had changed. So when living in London I'd made it more neutral to be understood by everybody in London, so people from other from other countries and also English people. So moving home I immediately then didn't sound like I was Irish. I sounded like I'd learnt English instead of being native to Ireland. Um, so that was kind of difficult I had to explain, no, I was from here. And then other things, um, when I moved home I moved back to the city that I went to college in, to university in, but all of my friends had gone, so I knew nobody. So I'd gone from leaving a country, live living in a country where I had friends and people that I worked with, moving to a new country, um, where everybody I knew had left. So the only people I knew were relatives, and it was. Ali, who was abroad half of her life,
2: also found the return to Ireland difficult.
11: And I found when i came back i you feel very alienated in some way you, don't, you you don't you you have an idea what it was like and you expect to go back to that country and it's not it's not the country that's necessarily changed it's you've changed because you've adapted so many and immersed in so many different culture, cultures and points of view
2: our last question was they have any tips for the Irish people coming back home after being abroad for a long period of time?
8: It's a hard one because you're coming home so you feel comfortable. You know that you know how things work and you grew up there. Um, but when you're moving to a new country, there's certain things you do. You, you're, you explore the country, you try and integrate yourself into society, you join groups or you do things like that. When you're moving home, you don't necessarily do that. Um, so I would say... If I was giving advice to myself coming back to really try harder to relearn where you're moving back to because you've left it, things have changed. So you have to treat it as if it's a new city in a new country rather than returning home. Um, because it's really easy to just move home and think you know everything and you know everybody and then sit in your house really lonely and isolated. And here are
2: Ali's tips.
11: Don't compare. Find something that you love when you come back, even if you didn't love it before. Maybe start something new. So uh, for me, um, was, what did I end up doing when I came back as well? And I was never a fan of, was going to traditional music sessions because they were free. You can go in the afternoon into a pub or you can go into a coffee shop or I think I did even, you know, listening to Chanel singing or something that I would never in a million years have have done before. Do something that you hadn't done before that's in your own country take up a new sport, take up a new, you know, take up, start, you know, a reading club together. Try and start, you know, one of these book clubs with someone. And it doesn't have to be a highbrow one. You can sit there and read your good old rom-coms or whatever, your bodice rippers. Just do something they haven't done before because if you try and go back to the person or the place it was, it'll break your heart. And if you are really unhappy with how things have changed or not moved on, if you are unhappy with the infrastructure, that there's too many kids in your school's you know, your kid's school's classroom, there is no bus route, join a political party that you share. Try and get involved.
2: I'm sure that Eilish from the film of Brooklyn would have loved all of these very useful tips. We hope you enjoyed your culture and film. Our thanks to our colleagues Anita and Marta for their great efforts. So this is it for us, dear listeners. We have reached the end of our show. Please follow the Tell Your Own Story group on social media. Our accounts on social media are as follows Twitter and Instagram at tyos underscore project p r o j e c t. And on LinkedIn, we are tyos tell your own story. If you have stories to share and would like to take part in an interview or even share your feedback with us, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. We leave you now with the beautiful theme song from the film Brooklyn. I am Yusuf Al-Hassan and on behalf of all Tell Your Own Story members, a big shout out uh, to Raid and Dara and all of Wired FM team. We wish you a great day. <laughs>
10: air u ibnuk kl skish u tan sel Smavian to loom, be a stalling free. Smavian to loom, be loom, a scority. Mavian to scor Noch me. All the so